Baby, I look good, I look handsome. Baby, I look good, I look handsome. Somebody gon' take me for ransom. Everybody around me was dancing. Ain't nobody around me could have none. Baby, you look good, you look pretty. I know why you stop fucking with me. It's a lot of bomb in the city. But you know nobody could get Welcome to episode 26 of the locker room. We're so happy we got sports back. We got an awesome interview today with New York Rangers, Jericho, Long Island native, Adam Fox, a good friend of ours and a good friend of the program. But before we get into Foxy a little bit, I do want to introduce, as always, my co-host, Justin Kaplmaster. Cappy, how you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was good, Last, Thanks for asking. What's up, everybody? Uh, so excited to bring you the Foxy interview, especially with hockey coming up. Sports are back. I know you guys have been betting a little bit. I've been seeing that. So, yeah, very excited. Very excited to bring you guys this interview as well. Um, what's up over there with you, Maxie? What's going on? Nothing much. Just getting mentally prepared for our big softball game tonight. Ice in the arm uh, and making sure I make contact on my first at-bat this time, not embarrass myself in front of Johnny. Pitchers aren't supposed to hit. Pitchers aren't supposed to hit. Team Chemistry's got a big matchup tonight against the Caruso family and their buddies. I'll definitely record Maxie's first at bat tonight. I want to see him strike out on the Instagram story. I know you guys will get a kick out of that. Tell me how he's going to hit over first base when strikes out, doesn't even make contact. I love how you guys are playing the Caruso's. That's so funny. But I actually filled them for their team way back in the day. But I sucked at baseball, so I probably struck out every time, Max. So don't feel bad. Um. I would imagine you running the bases. <laughs> no, no. See, I'm a sprinter. I'm good. Running the bases isn't my problem. It's just contact, ball contact. I'm not a good – my swing is terrible. But speaking of baseball, before we uh, get into a little hockey talk and some other things, I know 14 guys tested positive for coronavirus on the Marlins. I'm sure you guys saw that. Pretty crazy. So I got to ask our baseball guru over there, Max, what's going on with the future of baseball? What are you thinking? Uh, I don't I don't think baseball is going to finish. It's, it's, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Short and sweet. Short and sweet. No, I, I, I mean, I agree. I just saw everything that I'm seeing. I, I don't see how they can. Like, how soon do you think? How soon do you think they're gonna shut it down, though? Is what I'm saying. Like, I'm giving guys are something positive on the Marlins. Like, you can't stay open that long. I'm sending the over under. Not accepting bets. So anyone listening, do not text <laughs> me to try to place a bet on this. Over under a week and a half when they officially suspend it. I guess it's it, it's pretty ridiculous. They didn't really have a plan. I just don't understand how they can they can say, all right, we're going to travel all over the U.S. to play these games and not expect anything to happen. It, it should have been, hey, here's what we're doing, the bubble. If you don't want to play, then you don't have to play. But this is how we're going to have to get this done. And they didn't do that. And we talked about it on, on, on the podcast prior to this, how like baseball is going to have to like lead the way. And then you see like baseball not doing this bubble thing and not following like hockey and doing this bubble, like you said, Max. And I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. They should have definitely done that. But the, the difference between baseball and hockey and, and the NBA is that baseball is starting their season. True. The NHL and the NBA are really just doing playoffs and on. So it's not really taking players away from their families for a very long period of time. Yeah, so the bubble would definitely be much harder because it's got to be a full season. I got that for sure. But but maybe they got to come up with another strategy and get behind it. But but speaking of the bubble, I, I know you guys saw, I, I watched the exhibition games yesterday, or I watched the one, the Penguins versus the Flyers. And I don't know, I kind of like the atmosphere. Obviously, I think the first period, maybe the first second, like the guys, 
legs under their under their feet or whatever the phrase is. Legs under them. Feet under their legs. What is it? I think just getting their legs under them. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, all right, yeah, getting their legs under them. But I liked it. I, I think by the third period, the pace was like picked up, and then obviously it went into overtime, which of course it's like typical. Like yeah, they got to get their overtime in and stuff like that. But I didn't look at the rules. I was waiting to see if they were going to go like five on five, three on three, because it's like playoff formats, five on five. But they're going to practice that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this was an exhibition game. That once playoffs start, they are going to do. Five yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. That sucks the most for the teams that are playing after. If there's a game that goes in like triple overtime, can you imagine the delay of the games? It was kind of yeah. funny actually. Like I, I watched the exhibition games as well, and I noticed, and I saw it on Twitter as well. But I, I noticed watching it that in the corner of the rink there, when the Flyers and the Penguins are in overtime. I think it was either the uh, Canadians or the Leafs, like, standing in the corner watching the end of their games. Yeah. So it kind of, like, reminded me of just, like, my days at the Chowder Cup, like, watching the game before we played, you know. So it's kind of funny to see that. Well, I don't know if you saw Chase Prisky or his snap yesterday. He's, like, up in the corner watching the game in the rink. It's, like, insane. Imagine Chase right now. Unbelievable. I can't even imagine the experience. I'm so happy for him as well. Chilling, watching the game, getting ready. Unbelievable. But speaking of hockey, I do want to ask you guys, now that we have finally watched a little bit of hockey, I want to ask you, especially Cap Max, not you as much because you don't know dog shit about hockey, <laughs> but – Give me your Stanley Cup final predictions because I have a pretty hot take that I want to get across, but I want to let you guys go first so I can make my point and just be smarter. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be pretty pretty bold here. Um, I'm going to get right to the point, just give my final prediction. I got the Rangers going up against the Winnipeg Jets. Really? And I've got the Winnipeg Jets winning the whole entire thing probably in a game six or seven. The main reason is because of Halibut. I think he's going to win the Vesna this year. He should win the Vesna. And I consider a good playoff team to have a good goaltender that's got to be consistent throughout the playoffs. I also consider good playoff teams that win a Stanley Cup to have two good goaltenders. So that's where I'm a little skeptical of how Buck can keep that up throughout the whole entire playoff. That would be unbelievable. And then on that flip side, the Rangers, who I think could also steal the Stanley Cup if they make it there. Because when I talk about goaltending situation, they got three goalies who could play at any single time. If Shesterkin goes down, Blunkwist can go in. Or um, Eagle, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Georgiev, sorry. Georgiev, thank you. So I'm going to be pretty blatant there. I think it's a hot take. I don't think a lot of people got Winnipeg making it. And, yeah, I'm a Ranger fan. I get it. You can give me shit for bringing them in the Stanley Cup, but I'm not having them win it. So uh, suck it. But, Laz, what do you got? <laughs> no, I'm going to send it over to Maxi first. Let's hear Maxi. Oh, yeah. Let's hear All Maxie. right. Maxie's so, on, on Google over there just, just trying to decide. <laughs> not on Google. I'm, I'm, texting, I'm texting my buddy Deeps. All right. So I think – the Bruins are the best team, but I also like Toronto. A lot of talent on that team. Also, I mean, I mean, we're talking East right there. I think I'm going to have to go with the Bruins coming out of the East. Now, out of the West, you can't sleep on the Vegas Golden Knights. They're a playoff team. So I'm going to do Vegas Golden Knights versus the Bruins. Bruins taking it all because I think they're the best team once they hit their stride. <laughs> That's a very strong take, Max. Very strong take. Proud of you. You sound like you know hockey there a little bit, even though you were just, you know, reading hockey. Thanks, Deaver. But, Deaver, that's a strong take. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that at the softball field tonight. I think the biggest factor in this whole thing is health, and I think the teams with older players have a disadvantage because, listen, these guys just had four months off, and they're hopping into playoff hockey. Obviously, that's not an easy thing to do, so I think the older guys have a very big disadvantage. So coming out of the West, I think the Colorado Avalanche are the team to beat. They got young, wow. studs, like, young studs like Nathan McKinnon, Mika Randon, Cal McCarr. I mean, their power play is elite. The only question is – Grubauer and Ned, I don't know how, how well he'll do, but 
Uh, well, hold on, Johnny, before you continue. I don't think Grubauer is going to be starting going into playoffs. Their, their go-to guy is Francois now. Francois came in. Yeah, they, they got a, they probably have the best one-two punch in the whole entire National Hockey League. But I'll let you continue. I'll get into that. Yeah, that defends my pick even more. Thank you. I didn't know that Francois was going to start, but out of the East, and this, and this hurts me to say, because we do have a Ranger player on and I am a diehard Ranger fan, but I honestly think the Islanders might make the Stanley Cup final. I, I, I really do. I, I swear, I swear to God. I mean, they, they, they swept the Panthers in the season series. They should have no problem with the Panthers in the first round. Sorry, Chase, suck it. But the Islanders, I mean, Barry Trotz is an unreal coach. They got a young team, a deep team. They also, people forget, in the beginning of the season this year, they went on like a 20-game point streak, or I think 17 was the number. But it's all about the hot start. I mean, if you if you have a hot start, God knows what could happen. They just had four months off. All it takes is a couple couple quick wins to get their, like you said, Cap, get their legs under their feet, <laughs> but get their legs under them. And I think Barry Trotz could lead the Islander team to the Stanley Cup. I don't think they'll win it. I think Colorado will be the Islanders in six, but that's my prediction. Well, I'm going to shut down that prediction real quick. No, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I love Colorado. Um, I don't like the Islander pick. I don't know if they have the depth. I really don't. Um, I think they have the depth in goaltending now with the addition of uh, Sororkin or whatever his name is. I think Ilya Sorokin's um, a story. I think if he if he plays and they start him and he gets hot and they go on a run, then Johnny, you can you know shoot me in the face or whatever. For <laughs> no, I don't know. The, but but honestly, he's the type of goaltender who could take you all the way. And then going back to Colorado, they hands down have the best one-two punch in the playoffs in my opinion. Um, Francois should get the nod. Um, I pulled up his stats here real quick just for you, Johnny. He played. He had 21 wins, seven losses. He had a 2.4 GAA and a 9.923, which is like in goaltender lingo, very, very good for the National Hockey League. But one more thing that we that we I gotta bring up to you guys before we kick it over to the interview. A little fantasy football talk here between my league. I know we talked about it previously, Maxi, with your league, how you guys did something cool for the uh, pre-draft order picks. Two kids in our league. We've been in the same league, the Petra Cup, for the last seven years or so. Um, these kids had the idea. So you guys know WWE Wrestling, right? Yeah. So they have the video game, WWE Wrestling. And one of the, our kids bought it, and he unlocked all the players. And he wants to do – everybody, it's randomized. You get like – you just like a, it's kind of like those games where you can just randomly pick your player. And so he wants everybody in the league to randomly pick a player, and it's a Royal Rumble in <laughs> whatever order your guy gets out. It's the pick you're – it's what pick you are. That's a fun idea. I've definitely heard of that before. I've seen, I've heard something with Royal Rumble and uh, Mario Super Smash or something like that. I don't, I, whatever. Oh, whatever. Just like simming a game, maybe picking yeah, like, simming a game. game. Not, not the one that I did recently. The best way I determined a draft order was in college, randomly pick ten pizzerias to deliver. You had to order something hot, and the order it came in for delivery was the order. So everyone's standing outside, like trying to. No way. Yeah, we had so. You much all pizza. called it at the same time, or we all what? called it at the same time. That's, That's unbelievable. I never thought. I never thought of that. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, Maxie, all this talk about pizza is making me hungry. Wish I could crush a nice bagel from Bagel Master. If you guys didn't know, Bagel Master is a family-owned bagel store located in Syosset. They have been a member of the community for over 30 years, offering a wide range of not only bagels and homemade baked goods, but a full line of smoked fish and cold cuts. They also specialize in catered events and holidays. They pride themselves on their amazing food while providing even better service. If you don't know, now you know. Check them out on Instagram, at The Bagel Master, and you can also find them on Facebook. There's a reason they call themselves more than just a bagel store. 
And also, we're currently working on creating our own locker room sandwich. So hopefully we get that out there pretty soon for you. Yeah, I'm excited about the sandwich. But I also do want to tell a quick story about Foxy before we get into the interview. Me, my girlfriend Ellie, our good friend Sam Sternshine, and his girlfriend Andy Simon, we actually went to a Ranger game back in December to go see Foxy play and then, like, see him after. And we were, like, talking – like, we walked into the player elevator, like, to leave the garden, talking about nonsense, whatever. So, like, obviously, we're just shooting the shit. Foxy's our friend, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Mark Stahl and the Rangers GM, Jeff Gordon, walked in the <laughs> elevator. And I think I was even talking about, like, sleepaway camp. And Foxy just nudged me and goes, dude, shut up. Like, don't, don't talk. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so weird just, like, seeing him, like, as a pro hockey player for the first time, you know? It was just, like – yeah. One of my favorite stories just to see him. And then we like obviously walked outside. There's people waiting for his autograph and he's like doing his thing. He's like, you sure you don't want his autograph? We played the Maccabee games. You know, it was, <laughs> I'd low key be the same way. I wouldn't want yeah. any of my friends to say something or like do anything around the boys or the coach or anything like that. So yeah, no, exactly. It was just so weird seeing like Mark Stahl walking the elevator with the <laughs> like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> Mark's just like, oh, hey, Adam. Yeah. Johnny's like, oh my God, it's Mark Stahl. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was so funny, but uh, I do think we should kick it over to the interview. Uh, it's a great one. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Yeah, let's do it. Excited for you guys to hear it. This guy grew up in Jericho, New York, and was bar mitzvahed at the Jericho Jewish Center. He played for the Long Island Goals before he took his talents to the U.S. National Development Program. After finishing his career with the third most points by a defenseman in NTDP history, he was drafted 66th overall by the Calgary Flames in the 2016 NHL Entry Draft. He then went on to play for the Harvard Crimson, where he won the Beanpot, played in the Frozen Four, and was named ECAC Rookie of the Year all in the same season. In 2019, the New York Rangers traded for him, and he had an outstanding rookie season, finishing with eight goals and 34 assists. He is a Camp Equinox alumni and the only person in the world that has won the Barcel Cup and the gold medal at the World Juniors. We are so excited to have him. Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, our good friend, Adam Fox. Foxy, what's up, my brother? What's up? Thanks for having me. That's quite the... Quite the connection there with the Barcel Cup and the and the World Juniors gold medal. If only I could have a Gordon Cup to my name. I was gonna that's I was gonna chirp you right off the bat. That's the one thing I have on you in our hockey careers that I've won a Gordon Cup and you have it. Yeah, I know. I was I was too young. They I guess I would I, at some point I probably could have made that team, but <laughs> not not I'm when just, I was there. I'm just happy you finally joined us. I know you were ditching us a couple weeks yeah, back. Well, I wasn't a podcast guy, and then. D'Angelo was having me on his, so I was like, you know, I can't do, I can't do my my boy Johnny like that, and <laughs> have him, and decided I should finally come on. Speaking of uh, the D'Angelo podcast, I know myself and Johnny listened to it this morning. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be stroking you off as much as they did, but holy shit, I thought, uh, I thought your first year on a team, your team is just supposed to be mean to you. These guys sounded like they're, uh, they're unreal. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think they just want me to give them the puck and. You know, they know I'm looking for Panarin more, so uh, <laughs> if they're giving me compliments, maybe maybe I'll look for them, too. I love it. But, Adam, I know you've been working with an organization to help cure ALS. Can you talk a little bit about that? I had my Foxy shirt on earlier, but I got a little sweaty. Yeah, um, the LPR? 
Yeah, now with the LPR, the LPR <laughs> t-shirt, but can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, so my girlfriend's dad actually has ALS, and, uh, you know, I was there for a bit during quarantine, and, you know, kind of just a tough disease, and, you know, obviously a tough time for asking people to donate money, obviously, but, you know, just kind of seeing, you know, what, what the disease is about, it's definitely something to, even if it's just bring awareness and, and whatnot, and, you know, doing some raffles, and, uh, you know, teamed up with We Bleed Blue, which is like a Ranger fan fan page that, you know, makes the Foxy t-shirts and they're donate, donating that to the, the ALS. So uh, it's been good so far and, you know, obviously nice to just bring awareness to it. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your girlfriend's dad. Um, I, I had a friend who, who lost his dad to ALS earlier this year and that disease is like, I can't even explain. It's the worst yeah, possible thing I can imagine. But um, no, it's it's great what you're doing. Um, it really is. It's awesome. Appreciate it. I know you got bar mitzvah at the Jericho Jewish Center. You grew up in Jericho. So was your family pretty religious growing up? Uh, not too religious. I think, uh, you know, my dad's side more than my mom. But, you know, it wasn't nothing. We went to the temple for the, you know, the, the major holidays and, and whatnot. And, you know, obviously bar mitzvah and all that. But, uh, you know, we weren't too crazy with it. But definitely, I'd say you know, practiced it. Were you as much of a rebel in Hebrew school as we were? I mean, I got kicked out because I missed so much from hockey. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of what my thing was. It was seldom to see me there because of all the <laughs> hockey practices and stuff in the afternoon. But, uh, you know, yeah, to take a little priority somewhere, and I guess hockey took it. I guess you can go back now and be like, hey, Rabbi Plotkin, look at me now, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I got I, – all I had to do was manage through the, the bar mitzvah and be able to not screw that up. So did that, and – uh, you know, I don't know if I could read it as well as I did at the time, but. <laughs> so I'm assuming you had a, a hockey theme bar mitzvah. Can you tell us a little about the party? Yeah, so I wanted to actually not like, uh, you know, all the adults are there and everyone's 13 years old and it's like super uncomfortable. So I had more just like a kid's party and, you know, maybe got a little less less money in, in gifts for it. But, you know, I, <laughs> I enjoyed it and uh, it was nothing really too hockey. I mean, the, the shirts were were had some hockey sticks on it and, and whatnot, but uh, it was just a fun time. I kind of wanted more just, you know, people to feel comfortable and not have, you know, their parents or my parents watching them dance on the dance floor from 10 feet away. So <laughs> Yeah, you just want to know adults because the grind lines in Jericho uh-huh. were elite. <laughs> yeah, those things were going. I, Adam, I got to ask, you, you definitely had – uh, like a bar mitzvah, like montage video that you made. Cause I know like all those Jericho oh. kids like made those hype videos. Before oh, oh wait, are you talking about like during the bar mitzvah when you're like, a yeah, kid? like a hype video, like Reed made one, no one made one. Did you, you definitely had one. A hype? No, wait, are you talking about, are you talking about a video where it like takes you from like baby pictures up? No, that's a yeah. montage. No, that's a yeah, montage. I, no, I didn't have a hype video. My parents weren't putting together a hype video. <laughs> They were not doing that at all. I had the montage, but no, like, what you're saying, like, the hangover type of hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, none of that. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never seen it simple. I've never seen a hype video at a bar mitzvah in my entire life. I got the typical, your typical montage everybody yeah. gathers around the screen and all the parents are like crying and shit like that. Oh, your baby grew up so fast, blah, blah, blah. I never had a hype video. Yeah, no, um, hype videos, I don't think that's common, but <laughs> for the montage. Dude. You have no idea though, Cappy. A lot of kids are mitzvahs. I, I have seen like, the hype videos, so I know what you're talking about. I was, I, yeah. I helped a friend with one of his, but uh, no, I'm too simple for that. <laughs> yeah, Cappy, you should see some of the shit these kids do, man. It's like your kids drafted by the Knicks or the Islanders, and they're like in the locker room, and Carmelo's talking, and it's like the coolest thing, honestly. <laughs> but uh, no, Adam. Speaking of your parents, Tammy and Bruce and Andrew, gotta give love to them. I mean, I've known you since we were what, like seven years old. I love your brother and your parents, but uh. 
can you tell us about growing up playing hockey in the basement with Andrew? And then you got to lead into the high school hockey days playing for Jew Nation. Andrew actually, Andrew, Andrew told me that like you guys were considering having your jersey say Jews because it was Jericho East Wilson schools. Like, yeah, so I think just starting from the hockey in the basement, my dad put a little, you know, tile, roller rink, whatever you want to call it, those tiles. It, was, it wasn't too big, but, you know, enough when you're at a young age to go down there and, you know, stick handle, shoot pucks. And when my cousins came over, I was the youngest, I guess, so was my brother. So we were the goalies, and, you know, I just had to eat tennis balls and, and whatnot. I wasn't really developing the skill at, at that point, but. Yeah, I mean, my dad loved it. Always would take me to Iceworks, Iceland, all the all the Long Island rinks, whenever. And and then yeah, I got to my freshman year, and you know, like you said, my brother was a senior, and uh, I don't know all the things that went into the name, <laughs> whatnot. I was I was just trying to help out and play, but it actually was so much fun for me. I mean, being a freshman, you know, being around at that age, you're you're hanging with the seniors, you're you know, they're not, my, and you're the you're the good hockey player on the team, so you're kind of the man and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun and that year was, was super cool for me, especially being that, you know, it was probably Andrew's last year of, you know, competitive hockey. So for me, that was a lot of fun. I, I feel like this might be weird, but I feel like the high school hockey kind of, in a sense, like put you on the map. I mean, everyone knew you were a good travel player, but like, no, but like Long Island varsity or MSG varsity, whatever it was, was like covering like every fucking thing you did. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I might have been oversold in terms of how, what they thought I was and compared to what I actually was. I mean, they, <laughs> I think they were calling me Bobby Orr on the, on the Long Island public school hockey, but, uh, no, I mean, hey, it's early. It's early. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, you know, just honestly probably had never seen me play and just, you know, heard probably Andrew hyping me up and, and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was fun. It was nothing where I was ever, you know, worried about what, uh, News 12 or something on Long Island was, was writing about the games. So, but yeah. you know, that was, that was definitely a fun time for me. My dad, my dad sitting in the kitchen, he just texted me. I coached him and Andrew. So I, I do gotta, I do gotta give my dad some love and ask about the days at Skate Safe. And it was so funny too, cause Adam would, I think Andrew too, you guys would show up like in your ice hockey gear to play roller hockey. Like, and I think we actually have a picture of the team and you were wearing like Ranger ice hockey socks back in the day, which is like pretty fucking cool now. Yeah, I mean, probably makes sense. My my dad was never with the times of of style, so there were times. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw me at IceWorks where I'd be wearing like my full equipment, but no hockey pants. So like my jersey would be down to my ankles, and <laughs> and I'd have no pants on. But I mean, he didn't really think that. I mean, I guess kind of has a good point. He didn't really care about any style and thinks it didn't make a difference and and whatnot. It was a little embarrassing for me, but. I mean, can't question his methods, I guess. Adam was the kid wearing ice hockey shoulder pads in the eight and under roller hockey league. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter as long as you're winning, right? Yeah. I was probably borrowing gear. <laughs> but, Adam, I also know this might be a soft topic for you because you didn't crack the cut in the Maccabee games in 2017. Um, <laughs> have you had the chance to go to Israel at all or no? I haven't. I, I still want to go eventually. I mean, obviously now things are a little a little funky, but – you know, I have a lot of people who have done the birthright and, and all that, and, you know, they love the, the trip. So definitely want to get there eventually, but no, I haven't gone yet. I was going to say, are there any other Jews on uh, the Rangers? You might have to get a birthright going. Uh, uh, no, uh, Smitty's wife, actually, so I tell him his kids are, are in the family. So, yeah, part uh, of the tribe. <laughs> yeah, part of the tribe. But, no, I, I don't think there's there's probably many on, on teams in the league. Yeah, definitely. Very scarce around the league, that's for sure. But a topic that I really don't like to talk about, but we got to get into. 
So Laz doesn't shut up about Camp Equinox on the podcast. Equinox, Equinox, what is it? That, that Equinox, I, I tell you every fucking episode. <laughs> Equinox. So tell us some of your uh, some stories about Camp, Camp Equinox. I guess some of your favorite things as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, another thing that, you know, I was just kind of following my brother. He was there a year before before I got there. And, and I must have went from ages 8, 9, and 10. And, you know, when I got there, it was just Little Fox. Like, I'm, my brother, you know, he likes to talk. And I'm sure people were just expecting you know, kind of the same character, but it was fun. I mean, you know, looking back, it's funny now that, you know, thinking about taking seven weeks off, you know, ice hockey and all that, but, you know, it was, you know, that, that was all boys. I mean, there was the girl side, but, you know, you're just around kids that are having fun and, you know, you have a little freedom to, to do your own thing. And uh, so, yeah, it was fun for me. And, you know, obviously met a lot of nice people when I was there, even though it was, you know, a long time ago, but, uh, you know, it was a fun experience for me, especially, again, having my brother there too. We obviously have to give some love to the Cotchers. You're going to make an appearance in the Camp Cup anytime soon, or obviously the Rangers aren't allowing that? Yeah, I don't know if it's uh might be a liability for me to, to play in that, but, uh, you know, obviously all love all love to the Cotchers. I know I know, I know, know Brett Cotcher will love this shout-out. <laughs> he'll be telling, telling all his friends, so I'll, I'll give him the love there. But, yeah, no, definitely a lot of fun. And I actually went for, yeah, you were there when uh, the alumni day or, or – whatever it was, but yeah, a lot of fun there. And, uh, you know, obviously a great camp. Did you guys going to record that and put it on Facebook? <laughs> did you guys, uh, did you guys go there at the same time? I know you guys are a couple years apart, but did you guys go there? Did you guys play on the same team there as well? Johnny was always there. Mm-hmm. I still go. <laughs> there, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how many years you had been there before, before I got there. What years were you there? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, seven to like oh nine, maybe. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. I didn't get past, uh, what is it, Cadet? Uh, that was my yeah. last year. So I didn't even get to the next one. So. Cappy Adam, the, the Barso Cup we mentioned, it's like a plastic orange My Life puck. And like this whole Camp Laconda was like watching Adam as like a fucking 10 year old doing backhand toe drags in the Michigan with this puck. It was, it was honestly ridiculous. <laughs> what is it, like softer than the blue pucks you guys got out there or what? It, they, what I mean? they also, they, they didn't let us play roller hockey for the, the color war. They made us play street hockey because there was no one that would. It was just an easy win for us, like <laughs> not, not to pump my tires in that, <laughs> in that playing field. But they made us play street hockey. We still won anyway, but it was definitely a little a little tougher when you bring the skating element out of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know how to rollerblade. Of course, yeah. yeah, you have to do street hockey. So, Adam, before MTDP, you played for the Long Island Goals. Uh, obviously, Vinny Smith at the helm with that team. Tell us about that experience. I know you guys had an absolutely amazing team. I was at the Bobcats at the time. Um, obviously, guys like yourself, Sturgeon, Jack Bedini, to name a few. Like, tell us about that experience. Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, my, my goals experience goes back. You know, obviously, that was my last year. But, you know, growing up playing for, for Mike Brocco and, you know, with Charlie McAvoy, Jeremy Brocco, you know, yeah. Nolan Abel, you know, Duzak, Jerry, all these all these really good players that ended up, you know, going at least D1. And, you know, it was cool to see how many guys could, could be on one team at a young age and, you know, develop and, and make it, you know, at least to, to a high college level. And, uh, you know, then later on playing for Vinny and, you know, that was more kids my own age, you know, like you said, Sternshine and, and Badidi and those guys. And uh, that was a lot of fun too. You know, it was a different different vibe than, than with, uh, you know, the kids I grew up with. You know, Vinny's a little different different of a character, you know, he's got that Italianness in him and, and all that, but that was super fun. And, you know, he obviously gave me a lot of freedom to, to do my thing and, you know, definitely helped me moving forward. 
I remember uh, one of the games we watched. You guys, you guys were. What was it? What was the old uh, the old rink called that uh, we? Newbridge. Yeah, the New Bridge. You guys yeah, were, I remember that game honestly. You guys were watching. Right? We were we were yeah. jumping on the glass. You guys were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually there's probably video of that somewhere if you look at like our year highlights on YouTube or something. Yeah, you guys were you guys were ridiculous. It was actually silly. I remember I skated with you guys all the time. I was like, fuck man, I'm just getting lit up by these kids. They're like four years younger than me. Like this is not gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, there we had we had a good team. I remember yeah, we used to do stuff with you guys too. But Adam, tell us a little bit about leaving home and going to the NTDP. What was that adjustment kind of like? Because I know people say it's like the hardest two years of training. Yeah, I mean, a little different for me when, you know, I was deciding between going there and maybe USHL or something and, you know, just having the opportunity once they offered me a spot to to take. It was pretty easy. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really too nervous necessarily moving away from home. It was just, you know, I knew I'd have buddies that were doing the same thing and, kind of already had a, a click that I could, you know, fall back on and, and, you know, hang out with. And it was, you know, great two years and definitely different than, than Long Island. I mean, that was my first time really going into to training hard and, and doing that. And obviously Long Island now there's, you know, great, great trainers and stuff that, you know, help guys learn about it. But for me, it was, it was a, definitely an eye opening to, you know, especially the spring, my first year, just the workouts and, you know, the ability to put on weight and, you know, make those strides. But, you know, being around all those guys at the NCDP, you know, 22, you know, the top guys at your age, you're, you're, you're bound to improve and get better and, you know, made some, some great friendships there too. Speaking of uh, Long Island, I know you, you, I'm sure you've seen the new uh, Division One college team, LIU. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Maybe uh, if you were playing back in the day, Harvard out of the question or what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that was actually out of nowhere. I didn't even know that that was in consideration, and that's pretty cool. I mean, I always thought it would be sick to have college hockey on Long Island, and I guess not surprised. There's not many schools that I was thinking would do it, but, you know, that's pretty cool. I, I mean, personally, I still would have went to Harvard, but <laughs> – but for kids, I mean, that, that, that's also, I mean, a really cool thing to have for kids on Long Island that might want to stay there and definitely good for, you know, Long Island hockey. There's been a lot of guys to come out and, you know, I don't know if it gets the recognition that it, that it should. So maybe having college hockey there will, will grow it a little bit more. I'm surprised Andrew isn't looking for a coaching job, honestly. Yeah, he probably applied. I think he, I think he's happy where he's at, but if you asked him three years ago, he might have been, might have been putting in the, his resume in the, in the gallery there. The funniest thing about Andrew Cappy, I'll tell you, his his older brother, Andrew like literally knows like every stat, and and I would always joke with like Sternshine and like all of our buddies. If Andrew's not texting me, I know I'm playing like shit because he's always like the first <laughs> one to say like, oh like nice goal, great game. So Andrew loves so, the story. He loves the story of I guess he knew you were scratched before you were scratched. <laughs> yeah, I told Andrew. I was like, I think he texted me like, why aren't you playing? I was like, dude, I didn't even know I was scratched yet or something. Like, how the fuck do you know this stuff? You like an inside source. He loves I was going to say, I'm assuming you didn't get a lot of Texas besties in my eyes. No, I got none. <laughs> Sternsheim was getting them all. But, Adam, your freshman year at Harvard was, like, literally absurd. You won the gold medal at the World Juniors, like we said, with Team USA. You won the bean pot, and you went to the Frozen Four. Can you just talk about how crazy that year was? I mean, like, you played hockey 11 months out of the year. Just getting to Harvard, and, you know, I saw the team we had, and, I mean, even looking back, it was a crazy talented team, and uh, we knew it was, like, you know, the year that we could actually accomplish something. We were saying from the first week of school, like, we're winning the bean pod, we're doing all this. It had been, like, 24 years since we won the bean pod. And uh, we started off, you know, pretty good and then got to a point where we lost at RPI, at, it was at Union, and, you know, lost at Dartmouth. And then we won 18 straight games from 
from that point on. And, you know, having the, the world juniors in the middle was, was awesome for me. I mean, another thing that, you know, was an unreal experience, you know, playing you know, the gold medal game against Canada and Montreal and, you know, obviously a crazy game, but, uh, you know, I came back and actually played the game after the gold medal game and then got sick for like that whole next week. And then right after coming back is when we had that three game losing streak and then won, you know, 18 straight, won the bean pot, made the frozen four and, you know, lost with 30 seconds left in that frozen four game. But just an, an unreal year and, you know, obviously a crazy talented team we had. I didn't know you guys won 18 straight. That's crazy. Yeah, we, we were like, 20, we were like 12 and I don't know 12 and 2 we were like 10 and 2 and then went to like 10 and 5 and then finished like 26 and 6 or something we won like 16 had like 18 unbeaten like 16 straight wins I don't even remember that frozen four game to be honest with you were you on the ice for that goal or what I was and we so it, it created I mean it was 1-1 I mean pretty much and then 30 seconds left they score it's loose right five hole yeah Duluth so we it, like like I said we had won like 16 straight so like I mean I was honestly on the bench like we're fine like we'll score yeah. like I mean maybe it's a little a little <laughs> just false hope but it was honestly like the way we were, we go, we went into games like just knowing we were winning and and would come out and win and then so they iced it and it seemed like the longest 20 something seconds of my life we had two crossbars and and they cleared it and you know obviously the rest is history but. I mean, we were so close to even tying that game up, and we actually got one called back before they made it 1-1. The ref said he was, like, trying to blow the whistle and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it was tough. That was definitely one of the tougher losses I've had in my, my career, just knowing what we, we could have done and coming that close. So, but, yeah, fun game, fun team that, you know, ended a little short. I remember the the two crossbars, actually. I remember watching that. That was nuts. That was sick of you guys scored, but – I want to go back to the World Junior real quick and just talk about the outdoor game versus Canada because that was, like, literally the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen, and it's only outdoor game in World Juniors. And you got a sick Instagram out of it. So. I did get a sick Instagram. That was my second second year at the World Juniors, not the year we won it. But that was, like, the the big hype for that for that tournament. And, you know, the day before, the ice was all choppy, and they were putting cones because there were, like, big holes and stuff was melting. So it was, like, we didn't know if it was even going to – and it happened, and it ended up happening, and it was an unreal atmosphere. For warm-ups, I had all this, uh, what is it, the black, whatever, the black eye, uh, eye black. black stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the eye black stuff, I put it, like, all, like, lines all over my face. And then it got to, like, after warm-ups, I was like, what am I doing? I can't have this. And and, and I ended up still having, like, four lines on each side of my face. And I, the, the pic I put on Insta is a little blurry, but... Uh, I mean, you, if you could see, there's just eye black all over my face. But that game was crazy. Another one where it seems like every time I played Canada, it's been a comeback or just an intense game and, you know, one in a shootout there. So that was definitely a lot of fun. What about um, your craziest barn you've played in throughout college? Not in the pros yet. Because I know, like, mine personally is Michigan through mine. I know Laz has his as well. Everyone's got their own. For me, it's got to be Cornell. I mean, every time we go there, it's crazy. They're throwing the fish at us. We we can't even line up on the blue line for the national anthem. It's, <laughs> you go along the wall, they're throwing the newspapers. And, I mean, sometimes it gets a little annoying when you're trying to play in Swedish fish again, throwing on the ice. But <laughs> the atmosphere is, is, is crazy. And, you know, I always love playing there. I'd be trying to eat them. Are you kidding me? I'd be telling the yeah. <laughs> that. Are you kidding? But <laughs> uh, my one of my cousins actually went to Cornell too, so it was he always came up for the games too, which was which was a lot of fun. Uh, Foxy, a lot of us knew at a young age that you like really had so much potential. 
But when was the first moment where you like truly thought like, wow, like I can like really play in the NHL? Being on Long Island, you, you you're kind of in a bubble and don't really know like how good you are compared to you know the rest of the world and and even the rest of the U.S. And then finally going out to you know the 40 camp and you know seeing the top guys and playing well there it was it was something for me to realize you know I could play with the top guys. Even at that point, I wasn't like uh, I'm playing in the NHL. It wasn't anything like that. But you know just having fun and and playing hockey. And then you know when I was at the NCDP, it started to become a little more trying to you know get to that next level and and whatnot but I don't think it was till there where I really you know kind of knew how I stacked up against other top guys uh were you a Rangers fan growing up I was yeah my dad was a a huge (laughs) fan and and uh you know I I loved watching the games growing up went to a ton also so what was it like when uh when they traded for you and you got to play in your first game as a Ranger it was unreal I mean the trade, it was, you know, it was almost a little bittersweet knowing that, you know, I was leaving college. And, I mean, it was obviously tough for me to, to, to make that decision because you're, you're so comfortable there. And, you know, there's not many guys that don't love love being in college. And, you know, having, you know, I don't want to say no responsibility, but, like, it's not it's not a job. You're you're just enjoying yourself. So uh, for me to sign was, was definitely pretty cool for me. And, uh, you know, the opening intros for the first game were – the one, the few times I've been super nervous for for a game, and you know, just the the build up for everything. So, uh, you know, it's nice now that that's out of the way. But you know, at the time, it's definitely you know really special. You're just the most calm person I've ever seen on the rink. Like your demeanor and like men's league is the same thing in the NHL. You're just like literally so poised, never panic. So it's interesting to hear that you were nervous for that. I mean, to have yeah. the spotlight on your hair against skating out to the blue line was probably what freaked you out. Yeah, I mean, just the spotlight and. <laughs> I mean, not to, I hate bringing it up just because it was tough, but a few, I mean, maybe the person, Leah Sanderson was right after me and tripped over the, the wire. So that kind of <laughs> said, all right, anything I do in this game can't be worse than, than tripping over the wire. But, uh, yeah, my first few, even the whole game was just a little, you know, it's, it's just completely different, like, than even preseason. So probably took me a few games to feel comfortable, even just playing in, you know, arenas like, like with packed fans and everything, you know, I'm coming from, from school where, you know, if you got a thousand people, you're, you're happy. So uh, definitely a little bit of an adjustment, but yeah, that first intros were, were super nervous for me. You had a phenomenal rookie season. Um, I mean, you scored against some huge goaltenders, of course, coming from college. Um, who would you say is the toughest goalie that you faced thus far in the NHL? Uh, I mean, it's tough for me to say toughest goalies just because I'm never really in that position where I don't know, goalies like I'm point blank and, and whatnot, but, I think always the bigger guys. I mean, Vasilevsky was was pretty good whenever we played Tampa, and you know, obviously Price could is so athletic and move super well. So you know, just playing against those two, I'd say. But I mean, I don't think there's there's many goalies, at least for for me, that I'm saying or I'm looking forward to playing. Foxy, I gotta ask. And I don't even know if I texted you congrats when you like got traded. I think I was just like, dude, you're gonna like be in locker with Hank. Like, how sick is that? But your first conversation with Henrik Lundqvist, obviously a guy that you, like, grew up just cheering for and someone who was, you know, on the Rangers since you were, what, like 10 years old maybe? What was your first conversation with him like? And then has he ever yelled at you on the ice? <laughs> well, I I mean, I don't remember my first conversation specifically with him, but I just remember thinking to myself, like, when I'm being around all these NHL guys, is it going to be, like, starstruck? Is it going to be normal? And, you know, I actually went to the World Championships, like, a few months before that, so it was guys like, you know, Kane, Goudreau, Eichel, you know, all these guys where 
it got to a point where I just felt comfortable being around, you know, guys of that caliber and, you know, thinking you're, you're honestly one of them at, at this point, not one of them in terms of superstar, but you're playing at the same level and, uh, you know, you can't really be playing games trying to see a guy as, you know, someone you looked up to or someone you were a fan of. So, uh, definitely being with, with Hank at the start was, was interesting for me. And, you know, even guys like Cried, Stahl, I mean, guys who have been with the Rangers for years and you watch them play. And, uh, it's funny to look back now how, how comfortable you are with them and, and just know, like, I mean, months ago you were, you were watching them, like, rooting, rooting for their team. And, uh, but yeah, Hank's also definitely yelled at me just to, to quickly, <laughs> quickly stick that you in. You like shooting pants? Uh, I mean, during a game, no, you're not really like thinking about it. I mean, he's just an intense player and I mean, wants to win. So it's, it's nothing personal. He's not, he's not personally trying to come at me or anyone, but, uh, I think he just wants to win. So it's, it, you just kind of brush by it. I mean, guys, guys yell. It is what it is. You know, like the, uh, the unspoken rule in pregame warmups. It's like, don't, sh- don't, don't shoot a puck at the starting oh, goalie's head, of course. I, so. I never, never shoot above the waist. On any of our goalies, I just I'm not a big score and warm ups guy. I don't I think it's nicer for the goalie to feel the puck than I mean I'm not gonna get confidence if I'm whizzing one bar down and warm ups with him in net. So uh, I think for me I've always been just kind of floated into the chest. So definitely a little more cautious now. That's why everybody likes you. That's why goaltenders like you. Can you like that ideal warm up player? It's yeah, perfect. my my shot's pretty easy for them to track. So I'll give them a, give them a boost of confidence. But speaking of Hank, um, I mean, you guys got two new young goalies coming this year, like Georgiev and Shesterkin, who have been played spectacular. So, like, basically, how did a legend like Lundqvist handle that? And is he kind of like a more of like a father figure kind of them, like leadership role? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for anyone, it's probably never easy to whether it be compete for playing time and whatnot. But, you know, he's been good. He hasn't, you know, been negative around the rank or, you know, he's worked hard. He's. And I mean, it's obviously different for me. This being my first year, I don't know, you know, past years, but you know, he's been good. He's helped out the younger guys and, and, you know, obviously having two goalies that are, you know, that we have that are, are super good. And, you know, it, it's, you almost forget about, you know, how good Hank is and, you know, what he's accomplished too. So, uh, I think it's definitely, you know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic and, you know, it's different for me. It's my first year and it's almost like, you know, this is the only normal I know, but it's obviously not, not normal to have, but. You know, I don't think it's a bad problem for our team to have three goalies that at any point could steal a game for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny you say, like, people forget, like, how good Hank is. I, I know you guys are supposed to go up against Carolina whenever the playoffs start. And, like, there's rumors, like, Hank's record against Carolina is, like, in his stats are, like, the stupidest thing in the world. So people are like, oh, maybe Hank's going to start. You know, he hasn't played so much this year. So I guess if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, who's starting in net, Foxy? <laughs> asking me. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no idea, but again, confidence in all of them. I, I don't think I don't think it's up to me to make those decisions. Luckily, so uh, you know whatever whatever the the men upstairs decide. I love it. Good answer. <laughs> and Foxy, speaking of Carolina, I know you got booed pretty heavily when you went back there this year. Uh, is that something you kind of like loved and embraced, or was it weird for you at the same time? And then on top of that, what are some of like the funniest chirps that guys have said to you? Yeah, I got booed there. I got booed in Calgary too, actually. I mean, it's more so funny. It's not like it's fans. It's not like you're, you're getting upset about it, but yeah, nothing really too gutless coming off the ice. Carolina's so much like, you suck. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, all right. But, uh, no, not, I, honestly, like I'm pretty quiet on the ice. So it's not like, 
you know, I'm not really stirring the pot or, or getting chirped or chirping. So nothing really in the chirp category that, that comes to mind for me. I know when I saw you back in December, you told me a story about like Brian Boyle trying to fight you. I don't know if it was Brian Boyle, but can you tell that story? And then are we going to see Foxy drop the gloves anytime soon? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he got a big hit on Lindgren and, you know, yeah, my deep partner, my boy. So, I mean, I had to, had to try and stick up for him. We, you know, probably fortunate for me, we didn't end up fighting, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sure he wouldn't have tried to, tried to pound me too bad. He's, he's a lot bigger than me, but, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see me drop the gloves. I don't know if it's anything I could really go into a game knowing. It may, might just happen, but I guess you have to wait and see. Fight Charlie. Yeah, I mean Charlie's a big boy too. I might have to stick with like, like <laughs> nah, that would be, Keller. Um, stick with Keller or something. I think Charlie pumped Panarin too last year, didn't he? I don't know if he pumped him. Panarin's a good fighter, but they they actually had a good fight. But yeah, they definitely Charlie's a big boy, but Panarin could actually could throw him as well. Could you imagine the New York newspaper if a McAvoy Fox fight happened? Oh my God, <laughs> Long Beach. I hope Charlie would take it easy on me. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the new playoff format? Do you like it? Yeah, I think it's good. I think, you know, it's, it's, there's no ideal situation. I mean, there was 10 to 12 games left in a regular season. So you're not really, you know, given fair, fair to the teams that, you know, had games left and, you know, could have made a push. And, and so I think, you know, for, for what, what, what the situation is given, it's, you know, it's good for teams and, you know, you got to win games anyway to, to make it to the playoffs to win the Stanley Cup. So this is, you know, not too different, but, you know, obviously just safety, I think, for everyone is is the main priority. And then if you can get to playing games, then, then great. I think guys are excited and definitely want to play. But, uh, you know, I think just health being the, the main concern for sure. I feel like for you it's kind of different now, too, since you guys have had, like, three months off. I feel like are you, are you somewhat going into this, like, not really as a rookie anymore? Like, you kind of have the experience. It's going to be, like, a whole new kind of thing. As the season went along, too, I don't know if, I mean, obviously still a rookie for me personally, and coming back to this is still the same season, but, uh, you know, I don't think at any point, you know, later in the year, I was like, all right, I'm a rookie, like, whatever. So I think for me, it, it I mean, it, it is a continuation of the season, so I guess, like, technically, yeah, still a rookie, but, I mean, just mindset-wise, a lot more comfortable and, uh, you know, with everything. And, Adam, this is like a two-parter for you. What would you say was the biggest challenge that you faced in your playing career? And then on top of that, can you say what your favorite moment or memory has been from your hockey career to this point? Uh, biggest challenge in my hockey career? Maybe an injury you overcame or something? I've actually been pretty pretty fortunate with uh, with injuries and whatnot. And honestly, I mean, I've had been fortunate to play for some some great coaches who have put me in a lot of good spots. I mean, there hasn't really been been anything. I mean, other than just young age trying to overcome. I mean, people, especially on Long Island. I mean, it's not. You're not always getting support from, from whether it be organizations or, you know, other parents with kids. So I think that for me was, was something to overcome. Just, I mean, mentally, just people trying to bring you, bring you down, whatever, and whatever you want to call it. But uh, I think for me, that, that was just one thing where, I mean, my dad was good with telling me just like, I mean, who cares what, what, what they're saying and, and whatnot, whether it be, you know, I played up with the 97 team and I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, weren't happy about that. And, and, uh, you know, so I think that was probably the one thing to, to overcome for me. And then uh, most fun, I mean, I feel like at every level you always say, you know, that's the most fun or this is the most fun. So, I mean, there's been there's been so many. The, the 97 goals team, I think it was Phantom Major when we went to Nationals, was 
I mean, Unreal Team, I still, I still talk to those guys. Uh, you know, being on that World Junior Team, winning the gold medal was, was, I mean, pretty special for me and obviously a great moment. And, you know, even freshman year at school was, was a tight knit group. And, you know, when you win, you guys, you guys seem to, you know, you guys know you get closer to the team. And when you have success, it's usually, usually correlates to being, being tight with the group. So, I mean, there's so many memories that, you know, it's hard to pick point one, but I feel like, Groups that, you know, I've had success with definitely are the, the tightest groups. I was going to, on top of that, like, I, I'm assuming you, you still are in touch with a lot of people from that Harvard team your freshman year that did so successful. Like, the reason, I mean, I'm not going to say the reason Johnny and I are so close, but our team in Wichita Falls, like, we talk every single day because we made it all the way to the championship and lost. So I definitely understand where you're coming from with that aspect. Yeah, definitely. I mean, guys at school that, you know, I think it's not necessarily, you're not friends with guys other years, just you, you come together as a group when you, when you accomplish things and, definitely brings guys tighter. So uh, that's why, I mean, even for me, freshman year at school seemed like the tightest group just because of, you know, it seemed like from week one, we were all, you know, hanging out in, in, in just one group. So uh, yeah, I think that's definitely, you know, pretty accurate. So Foxy, what's a normal day off in New York City look like for you? <laughs> during the season? Both. Well, during the season, I mean, I, I, I take a lot of, a lot of value in doing nothing on the days off. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was just big playing Xbox and you know I'd order food maybe go out to eat and I mean I just took I I, I took pride in, in just playing Xbox and doing nothing and and I mean for me it was a lot longer season than I was ever used to too so I mean it's funny now because it seems like I mean if I sit at home now and play Xbox it's like oh my god there's nothing to do I'm so bored but during a season you get that that little bit of time and, and you're, you're valuing it so much more so but I didn't even so the summer I didn't even really do much in the city. I didn't I didn't have a place in the city. So I mean, hopefully when all this passes over, could do a lot more, you know, in an off season in New York City. You mentioned uh, Xbox. Are you are you happy with your NHL 20 rating or what? <laughs> I don't really play NHL 20, so I don't even know what my rating is. I think it's like an 82, to be honest with you. I was I was. Okay. I, I got, <laughs> no, 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 I got I got asked to pick up Adam Fox on my ultimate team yesterday, and I was like, yeah. ah. I know the, I know the, I mean, I, I played hockey old team like at school and stuff with buddies, so I know there's different levels of cards. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even really play NHL at all. I'm more of a, a NBA 2K20 guy or Fortnite every now and then, but mostly, mostly the 2K. Adam, what's your favorite restaurant in the city? There's definitely a lot that I want to go to still. I mean, the ones I've been to, I'd say catch. I mean, they just got everything there, whether it be fish, uh, you know, meat, whatever. Like the appetizers are great, sushi's great, desserts great. I, I just think for all the places I've been to, that just kind of has the most well-rounded. And I mean, you go there most nights and, and be happy. Any credit card roulette going on at the restaurants with the boys, or what? Uh, nothing too bad. I mean, we got team dinners that, uh, you know, whether it be the the money on the board and stuff pays for when, when everyone's together, but no, not, not, nothing too big of a tab getting on the credit card. Luckily. I feel like, I feel like every time Hank's at a dinner with the boys, he just fucking spoils everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Hank, Hank helps, helps the guys out when, when people go out, but I mean, it, when guys are out all together, usually you know, no one's really too, too, uh, too beggy for, for yeah. money from other guys. Must be nice. <laughs> Adam, I got a tough one for you here. Let's say let's say you didn't play hockey and you were gonna be a frat star. What college would you go to and why? Oh. <laughs> so is this like 
Um, it, it based us off like what colleges I could have got into too. Like I can't just, I guess, yeah. I can't I just go to Harvard as a student. Yeah. But you got into Harvard, you could have gotten anywhere. <laughs> that's yeah, hard, you know. that's the <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I always loved. I always thought Michigan was was unreal. I mean, I lived out there, so maybe a little biased. I haven't. I honestly haven't even been to many other colleges in terms of during. I wanted to go this spring, see some buddies, but you know, obviously that couldn't happen. But I mean, I was just around Michigan and always thought it was a, you know, a fun school. So, I mean, maybe Michigan if I had to, to pick one. Michigan's a big camp back when I alumni school too. So you would have had a lot of boys yeah, there. There we go. All my, all my, all my boys. But while you were uh, playing the NCAA tournament freshman year, I was at St. Patty's in Michigan partying with, with all the. Well, there you go. Necron, <laughs> but, uh, I'll let Cappy take it from here. A lot of Jewish uh, Jewish sleepaway camp guys go to go to Michigan. Shocker. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> All right, Foxy. It's time for another installment of the Matzah Ball Minute questions. You seem absolutely thrilled. I know you, you listen to the podcast, so you know what this is about. So I'm just going to rattle off some questions for you. Feel free to answer. Feel free to, feel free to elaborate. So potato latkes or matzah balls too? Uh, ooh. I gotta say latkes with applesauce. If I could, if I could have a yeah. second carb, but I mean that's that's kind of an impossible choice. Thanks for being specific. <laughs> I, I appreciate the applesauce, Adam, because I was gonna ask you that. Um, diner or delicatessen? Ooh, I gotta say diner, just because I always was uh, like a late night diner person and would always go there for like a meal, if you know, in high school and whatnot. So I think I gotta pick diner. Any go to? What's your what was your go to deli growing up back at back at home? Uh, I mean, I usually was at the Jericho Deli, you know, right near right near my house, so that was usually the one I went to. All right, Foxy, Village Hero or Cafe Dolce Vita? Village Hero. I know Johnny knows that. Really? I thought you were gonna say Cafe Dolce Vita though. Village. I mean, dude, Village is. What, dude? Village is. No, you're a cafe guy. It's like closer to Jericho, probably, or not where you live, actually. It's. I mean, they're both. They're. I mean, cafes definitely. Closer to where I grew up, but I mean, Village is is the spot for sure. What's the go-to? What's the go-to at Village? What are you getting? Uh, I usually just get the the chicken cutlet sandwich. I mean, the Junior Bush. Junior Bush, <laughs> yeah. You get the the mixer drink too. Oh, you get you guys that are getting hungry. That place is great. You guys are getting me hungry. All right, LPR or up and down? All right, so I like I said. Didn't really venture in the city much in the off season. I've been to LPR a couple of times. I don't even know if I've been to, to up and down. So I actually like LPR just in general. So I'm picking it anyway. But, you know, maybe up and down's super fun. But <laughs> All right. World Juniors or NCAA tournament? Um, ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I want to say World Juniors just because, like, it's – like best on best in its country, but NCAA tournaments like more of a grind to get there, and I mean it's a longer season with guys that you're playing with year round. So I'll probably say NCAA tournament. Brian Leach or Nick Lindstrom? <sighs> <laughs> oh, I grew up watching Lindstrom. Lindstrom was like my favorite defenseman, but my dad was huge with Leach, so I saw a lot of Leach. I he got me a Leach Boston College jersey because. I had a random college, Boston College jersey, and you got a leech on it. So, I mean, that's impossible. I grew up watching Lindstrom, though. Love it. So you're still going with Lindstrom? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no context. You just said two names, but 
But uh, I mean, Leach was obviously unreal, but I Lindstrom was was my guy growing up. So two defensemen that kind of have a similar skill t- skill set to you. Who do you think's more skilled, Kale McCarr or Quinn Hughes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's honestly, they're so different in in their skill set. I mean, Kale's. I mean, Johnny played with yeah. them, and it's just explosive. And you know, he'll be be by you in two seconds, and Quinn will will do a spin move at the blue with with zero space and you know, just super elusive. And so I think it, it it's tough to say because it's just two totally different skill sets that, I mean, work so well. Good answer. We'll stick with both on that one. <laughs> Fire Island or the Hamptons? The Hamptons. <laughs> I mean, I, I only went to Fire Island once. I think it's super overrated. Really? I mean, I was young, so it, maybe it's a little different if you go with a bunch of people, but I just think Hamptons is, I mean, more convenience and, I mean, I just like the Hamptons more. Where do you go in the Hamptons? Do you go to, like, east or west? I've been to both. I'd say more east, but I don't know. Fire Island's just, like, it's it's not necessarily more. I mean, Hamptons could be far, but, you know, you got to make it a make it a priority to get to Fire Island. Definitely more of a process. you got to hop in the ferry, bring your own food. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Foxy, we got two more for you. Carolina or Calgary? <laughs> <laughs> you're just saying these like you're, you're just saying we're trying to cause controversy, bro. Like, obviously, I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. Is there a pass option? Say the Rangers. <laughs> I guess the Rangers. Great question, Laz. Great question. This one's better, Cap. This one's better right here. <laughs> Esquires or the Pain Train? Oh, Esquires. I'm sorry to to hurt Johnny or any Pain Train, but. Esquires was was a squad that unmatched, unmatched. Some great, some great games with with Esquire. The pain trains full of the Jews who went to sleep boy camp that didn't make it, and the Esquires was a bunch of the like. Did I ever ever play in that? Oh, pain train is the 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 men's the ice team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pain train. I thought we were talking about the roller hockey. No, no, no. The the our men's league ice team. Yeah, that was fun too. That was fun. Okay, so those again, just so different. But uh, I, I probably still gotta go Esquire just because the first time we did that was like unreal. It was so much fun. It was like a pretty legit tournament too. Like, I mean, scouts are there and whatnot. And but I mean, Pain Train was fun just because it's you play games over the summer that are so close to your house and it's at like eleven at night. So <laughs> both are fun, but I think Esquire for me was was just quite the memory. Well, that wraps up Matzo Ball Minute, Foxy. Great job. So I got to bring this up. I was trying to get in touch with Vinny Smith to see if he had any uh, questions he wanted to ask or anything he wanted to bring up. So he finally gets back to me. So this is from Vinny from my phone. Don't want to throw any anything, uh, any crazy shit out, but I love the kid. Never had a kid that was good, that was that good and treated everyone the same way. He used to go to high school parties and tell girls he was Connor McDavid. Think that's pretty <laughs> ironic. Thoughts on that or what? <laughs> I mean, I want I'd I'd like to know his source for that one. I mean, I don't know how true it is. Maybe I mean, long time ago, maybe I tried pulling that one. It'd be a, be an interesting move for me to pull. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Vinny always Vinny always had my back. I always loved playing for Vinny, so I'm glad he didn't he didn't bring anything anything too bad out there. I mean, it sounds like he might be. I mean, I can't say that I did that, but it's possible i did and was telling me i'm that cool so who knows i love it i had to bring it up though i had to so um to wrap things up we asked our guests the same question i know you're uh probably going to kill this one since you were the high school hockey phenom 
But if you could talk to the 15-year-old Adam Fox, what kind of advice would you give him? I'd say just, I mean, enjoy it. I mean, for me, looking back, I mean, I try to think that I, you know, made the most of whether it be playing high school or youth hockey. But, I mean, the more you move up, the more competitive it gets, the less, I mean, just, I guess, fun it is with your friends and, and you know, enjoying it and just, you know, playing because you love it and, and all that. So I think just enjoy it as much as you can. I think, you know, looking back, I thought, you know, I enjoyed it as much as I could and, you know, made a lot of friendships and memories. So I think that's the one one thing I'd say. I mean, it's a little corny, but it, I think everyone who, you know, things are corny and cliches because, you know, they're usually true. So I think that's the, the one thing I'd say. Very well said. And, Foxy, um, are you planning on getting your degree from Harvard still? Yeah, I'm actually in summer classes right now. That's why I got to hang up on you guys a little soon. <laughs> I got a 3 o'clock class. So uh, class. law and psychology. Not bad. So, Do you get um, any classes with the boys? The kid who uh, left early too, John Marino, is on Pittsburgh. He's taking we're all, we're taking the same classes. I mean, but he's not a brainiac, so I don't know how much help he's giving me. <laughs> I love it. A little uh, little trip there for John. All right, Foxy, thank you so much. We love you. This was awesome. Um, obviously, we'll keep in touch with everything, and uh, you know, we're always rooting for you. I wish you the best of luck. Hundred yeah. percent. Appreciate you guys having me. This was fun. I mean, a little different than my the Angelo podcast. You guys have a have a good setup going. So I'm glad you guys have had a lot of good people. If you need any help, let me know, and be glad to reach out. <laughs> yeah, Smitty's wife. <laughs> she might be half. I don't know. It, all, it all qualifies. It's Smitty Convert or what? No. Any, ah. any ounce qualifies. But that's pretty much <laughs> be an one. Having a guy who's married married a girl who's Jewish. Well, Foxy, you saw we had um. Nate Thompson on who converted. Oh, he converted. Yeah, which is pretty, that's why we had him on. He converted to Judaism. So we, wow. we were, he was talking about, oh yeah, I went to my wife's Passover seder's and was like, fuck, I have to, I have to convert to this. <laughs> that's unreal. All right, Foxy, thanks so much, buddy. All right, take it easy, guys. We hope everybody enjoyed that interview with the New York Rangers, Adam Fox. We're so happy we got him on, especially right before the NHL playoffs are starting. I honestly feel like Foxy's part of that new generation of defensemen that are coming into this league, just absolute studs, small, shifty defensemen. But I love the interview. What do you think, Johnny? It's pretty cool to see. I mean, Adam is now that, that Jewish kid who grew up in Jericho, is playing for the Rangers, the kid everyone, you know, when you're in elementary school and you say what you want to be when you grow up, you say play for the Rangers, and he actually did it. So now, you know, my mom and Very other good. moms, my mom's still, I'm 24 years old, and my mom sends me shit that Adam's doing in the NHL, and she goes, it could be you. And I'm like, <laughs> no, mom, I'm, I'm 24, my days are done. But That could have been you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But Adam, you know, is that kid who, who just, I guess – you know, gives hope to the to the people who say you're Jewish, you're never going to play professional sports. But, you know, he did it, and it couldn't happen to a better guy, so I'm so happy. But, uh, Maxie, I know you're now a diehard hockey fan. What do you think? I didn't know much about Adam prior to talking to him. But, I mean, I, I just remember myself, I played basketball growing up, just thinking, like, shooting around, thinking how cool it would be playing on, like, the Knicks coming home and always always saying, like, oh, why wouldn't, why wouldn't he want to come to New York? Like he grew up in New York and saying, yeah. oh, like if I had that opportunity, I'd do it. Like I'd come back to New York and try to win, be the hero and win a ship or something. So, I mean, the guy's living the dream. 
Yeah, and, awesome. and hats off. Yeah, you guys said it. And he's also a role model in the sense of he's not a big guy. And for to be a defenseman in the NHL, usually in the past, you got to be a big, strong defenseman. And he's part of that new age group. Like I was saying, you know, the Quinn Hughes, the Kale McCars that are in the NHL now that are having extreme success. And it's also from a goalie standpoint, too. You see a lot of goalies lately out there who don't have to be 6'2", 6'3", and be in the league. And they could be a six foot five ten and have success in the league. So I am very curious to see how the Rangers will do, also how the Panthers will do. Obviously, watching the exhibition games, the pace has been a little slower, but I think it will pick up once the playoff qualifiers actually start. But with that being said, I am super excited to sit on the couch all day Saturday and watch NHL playoff hockey in July. Actually, it might be August by then. I don't, I don't know the calendar, but it uh, could be August, could be July, whatever it is. But I will be wearing my dude robe, and you can get your own dude robe on www.duderobe.com. Type in lockup for 20% off on your very own dude robe. Sports are back. Get your dude robe. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview, and we'll talk to you next week. Baby, I look good. I look handsome. Somebody going to take me for ransom. Everybody around me was dancing. Ain't nobody around me could have me. Baby, you look good. You look pretty.